Braves and won the Stanley Cup. We're the winners. We're the winners. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. What's going on, Flames fans? Welcome to Blasty's Corner. Happy belated Christmas. Happy belated New Year. I hope everybody had a wonderful holidays. And uh, man, welcome back. Two-week hiatus uh, between episodes here. I mean, nothing was really going on. We had a whole bunch of postponements because there was a huge COVID outbreak that all started uh with the Calgary Flames, we had 18 players uh, go down and a bunch of guys on the coaching staff go down with COVID as well. You know all of this, uh, but we're happy to be back. Um, lots has happened since those postponements. I mean, the biggest thing is uh, the new arena deal is kaput um, over, man, just just over. I, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. About that, co-host Chris. Happy New Year, buddy. Happy New Year's. Yes. Thoughts on that uh, on that <laughs> deal that <laughs> fell through? Uh, I don't know too much about about it, other than it seems like a couple children at the playground having a little bit of a squabble. So um, I don't know. I still have uh, small hopes that they can work something out because I don't know if it's like official, official, official turfed it's just kind of like rumors but uh not yeah. super up to date but yeah it's sad it's really sad because the, the 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 city could use a new arena not just for hockey games obviously but for other events like edmonton's getting all the all the good concerts and everything because the saddle dome has horrible acoustics and um yeah the arena would have been more more than just a hockey arena so hopefully they can work something out and over the amount of money that it was apparently like what was it nine million? Were they complaining about? Yeah, it was nine million? million. Nine million out of a six hundred and million, like yeah. six hundred and fifty million dollar deal or something. Yeah, it's not Ownership. a great look because it's, it's a just, terrible look. Like, and they were going to split the cost. Like, it's not like the city was was like, oh no, you have to pay. They're like, oh, we'll, we'll split it. And yep. uh, Mary Edwards is like, no, <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah, whatever. that's what it's. Yeah, that's what it sounded like. I mean, the the last updates that uh, that I've seen coming out of that was just those tweets from the mayor talking about uh, and breaking down what was ne- what was necessary. I think it was just more environmental cleanup and some sidewalk issues or something. Yeah, right away at the stuff. I think it was like just something simple, yeah, simple things. And I think the mayor's getting a lot of flack over it. But I really, I don't even know if I blame the mayor on this one. It's just like well, those are the costs. It's just yeah telling the team what it was and she's like yeah we'll we'll pay our share and we expect you to pay your share just like the rest of the deals how that's working so <laughs> and they're just like no 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 you can't do it it's too much extra um ridiculous really um yeah because like in a project like this like that budget like how accurate is it going to be like we're going to blow the budget probably so like this is like such a minor addition like i don't see why it's, it's interesting. It's, it's interesting. I'd like to talk to Mary Edwards about why he's backing out of this, but or why the owners of the team are backing out of it. You know? Yeah, yeah. But, there, there really hasn't been much of an explanation in terms of that. But all we know is optics are bad. Um, yes. And even though optics are bad, at least it's not as bad as what happened. Boy, does the IIHF have some egg on their face. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) you want to talk about bad optics after canceling a bunch of other double IHF U18 tournaments, most notably the U18 women's uh, world championships before they continued to go through with the men's world juniors um, only to cancel it. What? Four days, five days later. Yeah. Not. And like, Man, I was worried about it because 
and terrible about the women's tournament getting canceled too. And then they decided for some reason that men also could play through it, but women couldn't. I mean, that's a different topic yeah. that probably don't want to broach <laughs> here, but uh, maybe some problems with the <laughs> IHF. But uh, for whatever reason, they decided to go through the World Juniors. And I mean, selfishly, yes, I was happy about that because it's one of my favorite tournaments and events to watch for hockey in the year. Um, yeah, we talked about getting tickets for that. Actually. Yeah, yeah, I would have loved yeah. to, but it just didn't pan out. I mean, maybe when COVID's done, I would love to go every year. That would be a blast. But yeah, um, yeah, no, it. Uh, yeah, I, I think one of the pre the pre games was canceled. Like, what was it? it was uh, Czechia and another team? I think they didn't play. Yeah, in the pre tournament, and I was like, oh, that's alarming. Like, why do they have COVID already? Like, because I, I thought they were supposed to be isolating. Yeah. Uh, in in a, in in a hotel like beginning of December, it's like so. How did they get COVID? And I well, guess like just rumors. Like I don't know what you heard, but I heard like they were just interacting with the public. Like there was weddings there. Like yeah. Like, like yeah. I'm like, what is going on? Like who organized this? Like yeah. a bunch of grade fivers? Or like, oh yeah, we don't. We'll say they isolate, but actually, no. You know what? We're not gonna actually isolate. We're just gonna throw them in a hotel and hope they stay in the rooms. I feel like that's what actually happened. Yeah. Um, I think that is what happened. Uh, and yeah, lo and behold, like COVID outbreaks every couple of days, you hear about a player here and a player there, and then only a matter of time, right? Like when games get canceled, and you're like, oh, it's it's probably over. And yep, sure enough, <laughs> yep, there it is. Well, that's what happened. I think, yeah, I mean, they they were the the players who were staying at the Red Deer um, hotel had a conference center that was attached to it, and they refused to cancel a wedding that had been planned there yeah um and i mean hopefully everybody's okay i mean that's that's the main ish that's the main thing of course um, oh, for sure. but uh yeah i mean it's 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 really it's 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 a shame right because um before the world juniors was canceled i think the nhl uh made also made the announcement that they were not going to participate in the olympics yeah, and that's mainly, of course, due to uh, the rules going on in China, uh, where if you tested positive, even if you had no symptoms, you'd have to um, isolate for five weeks, which is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, wow. yeah that's. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, like that. That yeah, is that, tough. Like that doesn't make any sense, to be honest with me. I uh, I don't know what. What do you think? Like, I feel like um, I think players should be able to go. Like, I think they should look like something if they want to, you know, like, I don't know if they can work. I know there's a lot of legal hoops, a reason why that can't actually happen. But I know a couple of players have spoken out, like Brad Marchand has spoken out about it. Our own Eat Bread has, has talked a little bit about it. And of course, in the light, and more of an opposite light saying that he's, he understands why. Um, yeah. But this is two Olympics now. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know about you, but that's two Olympics that we didn't have Crosby, didn't have McDavid. Like McDavid hasn't been to the Olympics yet. Yeah. There goes his prime, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand it and this might sound controversial, but I mean, to be, to be perfectly honest with you, like what is the point of going to the Olympics for hockey, for hockey? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just like we know we know who the superpowers are, we know who the good players are. Um, for sure, where are the best players playing in the NHL? That's the yeah. league that you want to be playing in. Yes, for sure. But right? again, it's it's spread out across thirty teams. You know, there's it's a best on like who who was it? McDavid said it was like a best on best. Like the they best need to have best, some form of no. It. In in my opinion, the best on best is in the NHL. Like there, there is no best on best at the Olympics. You think like Team Slovakia mm. is going to beat the Americans? No, 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 not for, Slovakia, like, but think, but that's what I'm saying. Is but that, like, like all these Czechs, players, but Czech, but, yeah. no, but but this is what I'm saying though is that like these teams have these countries have good players. They have very good players. Sure. Andrei Kopitar is a great player, for but sure. he's only one player at the Olympics who's good for his country. Sure. You know what I mean? Like the, the best on best competition is in the NHL. And I know that the NHL, like I'm not, I'm not trying to make an argument that um, 
like, you know, I, I know the NHL is, is flawed in the sense that owners kind of take advantage of the players because, I mean, you look at the contracts and it, it, it is like the players are owned by the team. And, and that's mainly the reason why they can't go and decide to go to the Olympics. But yeah, if they're using the argument that we want a best on best competition, well, that's the NHL. That's where the best players are. Like you, I, I don't think you can really say that the Olympics is where the best players in the world go. Cause I don't think that's true. Uh, I no, I mean, no, not, it doesn't contain all of them, but I mean, you're never going to see a team as good as Canada and us face off each other. You're never going to see a team as good as Canada and Russia face off each other in the NHL. Yeah, that would never happen. Or Sweden, Finland, like there's no. You're right. Like obviously, there's teams there that have good players that are crap. Like they're not going to win. Sure. Yeah, you're not wrong. But there's also Canada and US, and there's six plus teams that are amazing and better than any team probably in the NHL mm-hmm. uh, when you put them together. So that's I think that's just all they meant was with best on best. Like obviously, all the best players play in the NHL for the most part you know, said for maybe like less than 1% that play in other leagues for whatever reasons. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, it just bummed. And again, it's a national pride too. Right? Like kids growing up watching the Olympics, it's one of those, and, and the NHL too, but mm-hmm. um, in, in multiple countries across the world, there's there's a sense of pride winning a gold medal for your country. And uh, absolutely, a lot of these players, you know, they, they want to go. And like, that's the only thing again, the one. You know, like I bet you yeah. one of those things that he's proud of is those Olympic golds. Like, I don't, does he make him to the Hall of Fame if he doesn't go to the Olympics? I don't know. I would say so. I would maybe. say so. Probably. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Probably. But is he first yeah. ballot? I don't know. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Yeah, uh, like I, I understand. I understand where, where that's coming from for sure. But I mean, I think McDavid also said that there should be a best on best competition. And I yes. would be for all for that because, you know, mm. like you said, it is really like only six teams that yeah and that's probably pushing it too but yeah that's that that's in the running every year for the gold medal right and um i i don't know i i think i I, if if you're talking about like obviously national pride and and all of that like yeah for sure but again that's only one sport you know what i'm saying like yes and you're only asking the people who from those six teams right like you ask yeah, any but... random German player, that's that's a spot that they get to go and yeah. represent their country, right? It, it allows other athletes who would not be able to get that chance because yes. the no, team is good so point. good and stacked already, yeah. right? Um, no, that's a good point. And I mean, but it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just not as entertaining. There's going to be less interest from the majority of the hockey audience and it's too bad, but no, I mean, you're, you make some good points. Yeah, sure. like it's it it is it's stupid that it's 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 monetary based. I mean, that's that's just oh, Olympics that's is just the way of the world, right? Like yes, oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I that's that's what I think. Um, like obviously, I I do believe I do believe that the players should have a chance, um, should be able to choose. But at the same time, you know, you're you're choosing if if the best players choose to leave, then you know, you know the, the the teams in the NHL are just kind of strapped, and like, what are you going to do there? Like, how does that? Yes, oh, it complicates things for sure. Yeah, definitely. Because they're going to be playing games during the break now. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's actually going to happen. I just, I don't know. Yeah, it, it's more of the fan in me, not not the logic side of me. You know, like logically looking at it, they're not going to go, and they shouldn't go. Yeah. because of the contracts and what's going on in the NHL, but well, the contracts and also the health and safety protocols. Yeah. I mean, five yeah. weeks is yeah. <laughs> just, oh yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Just, yeah, like ridiculous. You imagine can't. if an NHL, you lose an NHL player, like imagine yeah. if you lose Johnny Gaudreau on the Flames for five weeks because he tests COVID for COVID at the end of the Olympics. Like imagine exactly. that, like, and he has to stay another five weeks. Like that would be crippling. Yeah. yeah, in a country that he you know probably has never been to and doesn't know anything about. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that. No, actually, that's that's a lie because he he was definitely in China because they had that. Um, they went. Oh yeah, they had wall. the yeah 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 preseason games there. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. That's a complete lie. Um, um, yeah, but yeah, anyway. it, it's still like the, the 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 issue is still such that you know if even if you got if you tested positive at the beginning, 
and you have to be in code protocol for five weeks. Like that's that's the entire Olympics. Like, you yeah, know, like, no, oh, for sure, yeah. It just like, doesn't make sense. It's um, uh, no, you're you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, we, we won't get know, into all I, the politics of. I actually didn't even know about that five week thing. That that is a bit of a game changer <laughs> for me to like if you think about it. Um, so. Yeah, I mean that's that's one of the biggest reasons I think. I mean, Eric Carlson was talking about it, and oh yeah, you know he's like I he's upset that obviously that yeah it's um, his last go probably so. yeah, and for Marchand too right like yeah. this was probably going to be his last go and he's never been I mean he missed last like he probably would have mm-hmm. made it last year and mm-hmm. um or the last time I should say and the next time it'll be he'll be thirty seven so you know like it's it's too bad yeah. but yeah he won't yeah the. Canada's too deep. He's not going to be on the team. Like, that's yeah, just exactly. So, yeah. Cros- so it's... Crosby might even have a hard time making the team in four years. You know. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't even know. Because you're going to have Bedard in the league at that point, and then yeah, Owen Wright will be in the league. Owen Power and yeah. like David will be still good. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot has happened. Even though you know, there's been no really Flames hockey, but two games since those postponements that uh, the flames have played and two W's for the boys. What games that we've played so far. Um, But, you know, actually, before we get into that, I'm sorry to have to do this, but we got to take a quick break. Um, We went on the, that Olympic and and thing way longer than I thought, but we'll take a really quick break (laughs) and then we'll be right back. And we'll talk about the two, I'd say best games that the flames have played all year. Um, so we'll be right back after this. Uh, stick with it. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This episode of Blasty's Corner is brought to you by DraftKings. Hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goaltender. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know someone is gonna light the lamp. If Sportsbook isn't available in your province yet, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now, back to the show. This is the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, so, like I said, two games played for the Flames after their uh, COVID outbreak, and two Ws for the boys. Um, two games, two very well. No, just one really shaky start from Markstrom. Uh, he didn't look all that. Sh- he looked really scrambly in that game against Chicago. But let's let's start with the game in Seattle. Uh, Chris, I'd say that's the best game of hockey I've probably seen all year. Yeah, it was entertaining. That's for sure. <laughs> lots of goals to be had for everyone and yeah. lots of exciting play. Big boys showed up. Yeah, and uh, considering that it was a 3-2 game after the second period, you know, yeah. for it to end, what was the score at the end? Like 6-4. 6 to 6-5? One of them was empty net or something? 6-4 empty net. What's an empty net goal? Yeah. I can't remember who got the empty net, uh, but yeah, like what, what a game that was. The big boys definitely showed up. I, I, I also remember, I remember expressly thinking, where is Matthew Kachuk? Like I haven't, 
he hasn't scored much lately. I mean, he got the two assists, obviously, in the um, on Johnny Gaudreau's two tallies in the, earlier in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, boy, it was a back and forth affair. Of course, Mark Jano, Mark Giordano uh, scored against. Ah, uh, dang that guy! Us. Hey, I mean, <laughs> what a what a goal that was too, though. Oh. This game streaking into the zone, screaming vintage. into the zone. Yeah, vintage duo, little wrister. Yeah, yeah, yeah what a goal! Uh, snaps happy, it by. Happy, happy to see him score. To be honest, I miss that. I miss, I miss him. I miss his uh, his, miss his grit and his leadership. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he's been very good for the Seattle Kraken so far. Um, mm-hmm. Not a great game for Markstrom though. I mean, twenty-two shots against, only eighteen saves. Um, yeah, I mean, you and I talked about it a little bit after. Um, yeah, four goals I was, against. I was annoyed. I'm a, I'm a, I'm not, a, I'm not a goalie supporter by any means. I'm, I'm very hard on, on goaltending. But I thought, yeah, like he was, like, I mean, the game should have been probably a blowout. Like there were not bad goals scored on him. I thought, but like also at the same time, like he didn't make a ton of saves that like he shouldn't have made. If that makes sense to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he just he he looked out of position for a lot of those shots and goals. Um, he just looked shaky. I mean, I, I it it could have been such that uh, I mean he was in COVID protocol. A, a lot mm-hmm. of the team was, but yeah, um, it it could have been something. And I think he's still working through it. Like I said, uh, mm-hmm. the game against Chicago, he looked a little shaky. He was kind of out of position. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's kind of scrambly a lot, but uh, you know, we'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. Let's um, three point nights from Johnny and Kachuk uh, in Seattle. Um, I mean, what else can we say? Noah Hannafin got that empty netter, by the way. Ah, thank you. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it, it was just it was a great goal. Or, um, a great no look pass by Nikita Zadorov too on that first goal by Johnny Gaudreau. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I didn't to... think I didn't <laughs> think that he was going to pass it. I thought he was going to shoot like, it. And like looking for reasons, like hate on Zadorov that game, and uh, <laughs> then he makes that play. I'm like shit. <laughs> yeah, can't be mad at him for rest of the game because of that. Like, yeah. he, he had everyone convinced, goalie, everyone, <laughs> me, you. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he was a hundred percent going to shoot it, but um, no, he, he ended up passing it to Johnny, and of course Johnny does the rest. But yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of back and forth. Second period at the end, like we said, it was a three-two game, but then I don't know. The floodgates just opened in the third. Um, Yanni Gord <laughs> tied wow. it real quick right away, and then a little while later, Manjapani scored the go-ahead, and then McCann scored about like thirty Instantly. seconds later. Yep. And then the flames scored twelve uh, yeah. seconds later. <laughs> yeah, like twelve seconds. Like yeah. it was literally off the draw. Um, yeah, big boys went in. It was a scramble play, and Johnny got to Kachuk, who ripped it five hole. Yeah. yeah, and even after the game, he had no idea. He was like the. Um, they tried asking him what uh, what he was looking at in that shot, and he was like, hey, "To be honest, I mean, I was just." Getting on uh, it, <laughs> yeah, it was just bouncing around. Johnny was able to feed it over to me, and uh, you know, I I tried. He was trying to go. I think he said he was trying to go glove, high glove. <laughs> oh, he fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> it, went, it went five hole, <laughs> five hole uh, blocker side. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> than that. yeah, yeah, well, right through, <laughs> right through former Calgary hitman Chris Krieger. Um, mm. and and yeah, and the rest was history. And Noah Hannafin with the empty net goal. Uh, hard fought game, lots of, lots of scrums post whistles. Uh, yeah, there was some was, passion there. Hey, yeah. yeah and that's, that's, that was very surprising, especially, you know, after that hiatus, right? Like after them, they, they hadn't played for over two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, they had COVID, <laughs> you know, they were riddled with COVID. Uh, there was a lot of energy and, and, uh, yeah, it was one of the best games that I've seen so far. Um, for sure, yeah, and it's surprising too because it was their first meeting, uh, regular season. Yeah, um, and I think that was the first game the Flames have won with over forty shots this year. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, or I think they had forty on the nose, but still forty they had or 40 more. Forty on the nose, yeah. Uh, and ended yeah. up winning the game, 
which is awesome. And how many games have we now with 40 shots or more? Two, if you include today's. <laughs> yeah. Only two? I think so, yeah. Oh, two yeah. wins. Two wins. Two wins, yeah. I think yeah. we have, with today's game, I think it's seven. Seven games with yeah. more than two, 40 shots. Two, seven or eight. They had a little graphic on the yeah in the game today, but... Uh, That's right. Yeah, no, it was... Uh, it was a good game today too, but yeah, no, and that Seattle game was was very entertaining. Lots of scrims. I wonder how much of that was geo driven. You know, the players a little a little extra trippiness around geo when he's on the ice, and that gets everyone a little bit more riled up. So now everyone's a little bit chippy. Uh, I think there's definitely some some camaraderie there, some friendly chippiness. I it wasn't like super dirty or anything, but like yeah, there was a lot of scrums. There's a lot of scrums, uh, which is entertaining. I mean, and, he uh, did play twenty minutes. 21 minutes. Geo did? Yeah. Yeah. Three point night for him, too, actually. He, he yeah, got a goal he, and two yeah. assists. He, yeah, great he was all over. Um, Milan Lucic actually also scored a goal, didn't mm-hmm. go five hole. Yeah. Top man. He ripped that one, too. Yeah. At the beautiful end of his goal. shift. Yeah. End of his goal. shift. Yeah. Got in. Uh, and now, fun fact, he uh, has now scored on every single team in the NHL. Yes. Yeah. He mentioned yeah. that in his uh, post game interview. Yeah. In his interview. I yeah. was like, oh, yeah, I guess he's probably one of the only people that have done that, if not the only one. Yeah, which is pretty uh, neat, right? Because, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, everybody who's retired before him has never scored against Seattle. So, Yeah, and uh, even some of the best goal scorers will never do that because they don't change teams. But yeah. He he has. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of so, cool. It's pretty neat. Pretty neat feather in, uh, in Milan Lucic's cap. Um, and, uh, although he went pointless today, uh, he had a great game. Yeah, he did for sure. He's been, man, he's been, we were talking about it when we were watching and, um, he's been a leader for this team and it would suck to see him go if we had to trade him, but, uh, cause he provides, uh, I, we, I made a comment that he's the, more valuable to the flames than he is to any other team in the league. So yeah the trade would have to look kind of stupid for it to make sense for the, for the flame. So we probably don't trade him and I'm totally okay with that. He's having a, a hell of a year, a really, really, really solid year. Uh, I think he has what, nine goals now. Is that right? Or is it eight after today? After uh, today, he's got, um, he's got eight, eight goals, eight goals and five assists. He actually does. He actually did get a point tonight. He got um, the only assist on uh Chili's empty net. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, good for him. Really yeah, good great friend. game, great game for Milan. I mean, he he like yeah, like you said. I mean, he he would not play better for any other team for any other coach um, other than Daryl Sutter. I mean, he, yeah. this is like this is the coach that he was meant to play for. To be very honest with you, seriously, yeah, it suits him perfectly. Perfectly, uh, lot of support. You don't need a ton of speed. Committee, just go out there, bang bodies, grind. And- Good old Sutter hockey for, for your old Milan. Yeah, and I was very impressed with with his back checking too. I mean, it, it was a one one game um, early mm-hmm. in the first, and he was busting, he was hauling ass getting back there to to make sure that uh, he nullified that two on one, that potential two on one that was happening. Um, <laughs> yes. And, yeah. Just you don't miss uh, you don't miss Neil's back checking. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, I mean we yeah. actually talked about that on yeah yeah <laughs> yes I know that's why yeah I, yeah I don't know it very happy to have Lucic he he does come at a price but uh, man yeah he's been solid for the, he's one of the reasons why we're having such a good year I I think he scored some some huge goals for us this year and been a key contributor offensively he's he's been our best secondary scorer I would say like yeah out of anyone like we kind of have that top tier Mangiapane I'm including in that top tier and then we have kind of a secondary tier. Uh, with Lucic leading that by a large margin, I would say. So a very large margin. Um, like Michael Backlund's supposed to be there, but he just can't <laughs> he seem can't to score that one. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, but, I love Bax. I love Bax for what he is too. for the defensive captain that he is. Um, but god damn, man. Like <sighs> yeah, no, he's gotta be able to score. And is he's he struggled. He's only got four goals this year, ten points. Yeah, I mean, you don't look to him for offense, for sure. But, you know, like, he has a good shot. You know, like, he just, I don't know. He had two breakaways today, couldn't get them through. And, Mm -hmm. 
like it, it seemed like every time I was looking up, Backlund was on a breakaway and missing the net. So, <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> he had a, he got a point today, I think, he had an assist. But man, yeah, he you want a little bit more from him um, offensively. Luckily, um, we haven't been struggling to score just because our our top line has been very few nights where they've taken a night off. Uh, they're usually on the score sheet in some way or form. Yeah. And, then and that's, the, that's a big, that's a big difference from last year, right? Yes, I mean, it is for sure. Huge, and, huge difference. And, and man, having a sort of a breakout season, I guess he only has three assists, but obviously has 18 goals, <laughs> but uh, 17 on the road. Yeah. It's quite wild disparity there, but whatever, that's the way it is. And, um, but yeah, if you look past that first line in Manjapani, the, the goals become few and far in between. No one has more than four except for Lucic. So, who has, eight. yeah, um, yeah, that just goes to show you how important he is to this team, even though he's coming in at 525. And I mean, you just need to see what happened uh, today to understand that the Flames won that trade. I mean, James Neal was put on waivers today from the St. Louis Blues. So, yeah, you know, I, I think he's not even in the league anymore. So uh, I, I think we clearly won that ta- that trade. He, you know, Milan Lucic is is a big part of the heart and soul of this team. And um, Trevor Lewis had a great game today as well. I mean, he scored that shorthanded goal. Blake Coleman, what a forecheck by that guy um, down in the corner. Outworked everybody out there. And... Uh, flip that puck to, to Trevor Lewis in front of the net. That was uh, such a huge goal. Yeah. Um, like, it's probably not, I don't even know if they're going to talk about it in the post-game interviews, but I think it was 2-1 at the time, right? Yeah. Uh, no, 3-1. You know, yeah, 2-1, two, 2-1, one, two, one, yeah. It was 2-1, yeah. yeah. And yeah. just you know, three minutes left in the second. Like, imagine going into the game 2-2, two, two, going into the third. Like, yeah. that would have been a different story. Right, but yeah. yeah, Coleman. Like he doesn't have a lot of points this year. He's maybe a little snake bitten offensively, but you could see the value. Like just getting in on the forecheck, dominating Gustafson, frankly, <laughs> in that battle. Like made Gustafson look like a beer leaguer. Yeah, and makes a beautiful play to Trevor Lewis. And who knew Trevor Lewis had hands? I didn't know he had hands, but he not like that. That goal, top corner. That was a very nice goal. Uh, I was reacted the most from that goal. Like that was a beautiful goal. Yeah. Um shorthanded too. So yeah. Huge goal, three one, and yeah, stifled their power play. And then I think we made it four one in the third. But um yeah, that was a incredible goal. And yeah, Coleman has been a little bit quiet offensively, but he does provide other um values. And he has eighty four shots, which is uh I think third most on the team. So a little bit snake bitten. His shooting percentage is, is only 4.8%. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't think, I don't think, uh, I, I think I might have to owe you a case of beer at the end of the season here. I don't know if he'll reach that four sixty point threshold that, um, that I was boasting that he would get to. Oh, I'm glad I, glad you remembered that bet because I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be uh, fair, he hasn't been playing with, uh, Backland. The big boys, yeah, like he's been yeah. kind of on a checking roll, yeah, um, which is why he's not getting points. He has some points, but it's not a lot. But. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, I mean, speaking of snake bitten too, though, I mean, unfortunately, Dylan Dubé oh, continues no. to be just have <sighs> a tough time out there. He was the only guy out there with a minus. Uh, he was a minus one today. Oh, yeah. um, missed that penalty shot. And uh, you, you could just tell he's so frustrated. I mean, I I think he just yeah he just whiffed on it, didn't he? Like he was trying to. Yes. I think he was trying to go blocker side, um, trying yeah. to get the goalie to move. Uh, just whiffed on the shot and skated back to the bench and head down. He, he you could tell he was he's he's frustrated. Yeah. yeah, you feel for him. He's having a tough year for sure. Like only ten points and. Uh... He's been given opportunities. I mean, I don't know. He's on the second power play, I think, isn't he? Um, yeah. Yeah, he should be. He might be off, but I, I think he should be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's tough. Uh, you probably, like you were mentioning, chatting, like we probably can accept the loss of Sam Bennett because, yeah, you know, Dubé was kind of coming onto the scene. And 
this year has been disappointing, frankly, and you don't notice him very much out there. So it's not like he's getting a ton of chances. Like like Coleman, I think, has been just a little bit snake bitten. Uh, Dubé, I think, is not generating as much, but uh, I don't have the fancy stats to back that up. That's just kind of an observation based on what I've watched. Um, so it might not be actually the case, but his shooting percentage is also quite low, 5%. So, um, yeah, not where it needs to be. Um, along with many of other other depth scores, a little bit struggles, and the team's still doing well, though, so um, can't really complain. Been it's, been it's been a good year, frankly, but Man, what what could we be if we had some depth scoring and, and some players kind of not slumping, having a horrible year? Yeah, well, that's that's a thing, right? Is you know, you look at how Benny's doing in in Florida. Uh, obviously, he's playing with, I would say, superstar players and in, in Hugo and and uh, Alexander Barkov. But um, you know, if with with the step up in their games of Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Chuck. I, I, I think I do feel that Benny could have succeeded here, uh, especially if he played under Daryl Sutter, like he just wasn't getting the opportunity that he deserved or um, I guess needed under Jeff Ward. Um, no, Dylan Dubé now has, has actually, he's not on the second power play unit anymore. Uh. Um, so that's, I mean, it's, it's tough, you know, you, you, you see, I know Dubé is good. I don't want to give up on the kid, but um, it's it's hard to swallow when you when you think about that. But I mean, you know, there's there's no point lamenting the fact. You know, we're in a good spot, like you said, um, despite all of that. Uh, and you know, hopefully Dubé finds his way and something begins to click further down the line. And you know, today he was playing on that second line with Manjapani and Lucic, so maybe something will get sparked. Yeah, they, they brought that line back together. Um, they had success last year, I think. Yeah. A lot of success. So, um, And I thought they looked I mean, they look good today. Like, they had chances today. Yeah. Uh, especially Manjapani. I thought he had a ton of chances. Um, just a little unlucky that he didn't pot one. Um, yeah, we'll see. It, yeah, the, like, the team's in a good spot. But, man, once that, that top line, I mean, hopefully they do continue to score at this rate. Um, but when it dries up, like there could be spells, and that—that's when the team goes on, on losing streak. Really, like once your top line kind of stops scoring for us, then we don't have enough secondary scoring to to prop us back up um, into uh, into grace. And um, I mean, to be honest, like without Shillington having a breakout year uh, at this level, like we probably aren't where we are too. There's been a couple, a little bit of stroke of luck with Valimaki faltering and Shillington just arriving on the scene and, and taking what Valimaki we hoped would be. Um, but now he's yeah. in the in the AHL, getting some ice time now finally. So, um, yeah. But, you know, having a few players not perform and, and just much below expectations that separates you from being a, a very, like an elite team. Yeah, we don't we 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 aren't firing on all cylinders right now by any means. Like we could, and we're still one of the top offensive teams in the league. But I feel like there's more. Like I feel there's more to be had. Um, yeah, absolutely. And we can reach another level, like a whole another level. I think so. Um, hopefully, we can supplement somehow at the deadline because we're going to need it. We were talking today about the Knights and how they've. Patrick needs another surgery, so uh, looks like he'll be out. So looks like Vegas will be fine. I knew we knew that they would find a way. Something, uh, yeah, yeah. So Patrick will be back for the playoffs, probably. Of course, game one, probably. Um, try to pull a Tampa and just have all the big guns back and ready, and they're going to be a tough out when it comes to playoff time. And um, yeah, we're there. We're going to have to play them if we want to advance, right? So. Yeah, I'm, I'm just hoping. I'm just hoping Eichel gets rusty. <laughs> I don't know. He's yeah. he's a very talented player. Like, um, you put him on a team like that, like I think he's just gonna explode. I just have a gut feeling. Yeah. He didn't have a lot of support in, in Buffalo <laughs> by himself with a broken neck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and still yeah. putting a point per game. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> like he was. They added a huge piece there. They're going to be very tough to beat with with all the all the players that they have. 
Um, so even with we are firing on all cylinders, what do you think? Like, do you think we have a chance? What are your thoughts on that? If we're firing on all cylinders, if we're firing all cylinders, do we even have a chance against Knights with the team that we have right now? Yes. I mean, it would have to be like Dylan Dubé would have to suddenly discover that he's a 30 goal scorer. <laughs> Mangiapane would have to suddenly be a 50 goal scorer. Mm. Um, Monahan would have to suddenly rekindle his 30 goal score. Like a lot would have to happen. Rasmus yeah. Anderson will have to score his first goal oh. this season. Um, yes. You know, like it's a lot's got to happen. Zadorov's got to not be playing on the team. <laughs> Zadorov, like, you know, like it's there's there's a lot. I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, that's that's a scary, scary team. But you know what? Anything can happen in the playoffs. To be honest with oh, you, absolutely, yeah, um, absolutely for sure. I mean, we have a chance. We are built for the playoffs. Uh, if yes. if we can, if we can, you know, contain them, lay bodies on them, continue to play the checking hockey that you know Daryl Sutter has has instilled in this team, I think we've got a chance. You know, the 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 whole name of the game is to keep the puck away from the other team. Eichel can't do anything if he doesn't have the puck. So we just have to make sure that you know we're we're in possession as as much as possible and. Um, limit his shots to the outside and if you can't then at least allow markstrom to be able to see the shots that are being fired at him because he's as good as anybody when he can see the puck um for so, sure yeah either him or uh your best friend in the internet daniel so. <laughs> who was activated off ir you hadn't mentioned him this this episode. I figured I'd give you no, the chance. Yeah. We should we should uh, we should always mention that guy. Uh... Yeah. Speaking of goalies, uh, Dustin Wolf, little appearance. Yeah, yeah. I was I was hoping I was really hoping that he'd get his first start um, tonight in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's give a little shout out to to Chicago's goaltender though. I mean, his first career NHL start. Um, he had a, a pretty good game. I mean, that game easily could have been yes. way out of hand. I mean, he made a, a, a couple spectacular saves. Um, so good on Arvid Soderblom. Uh, 37 well saves. I mean, you know, he, he played a very good game for his first NHL game. So um, he made some key saves early in the game. But yeah, J- Dustin Wolf, I was hoping we'd be able to see his first career NHL start. Um, but of course... Vladar was able to clear COVID protocols um, and was healthy enough to back up Jacob Markstrom tonight, uh, which paved the way for him to return to Stockton. Uh, he made 33 saves in a victory tonight against uh, San Jose oh, as well. So I didn't know he played tonight. Yeah, they played today. Um, so he's still undefeated in regulation. That's pretty good. <laughs> still undefeated. Yakupelche got, I think, the game winner. Um He's got 11 goals, I think. Oh, I always forget about Pelche. He's having a really good year down there in the HL. Yeah. So who? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe he's the guy that we call up at the playoffs, and you know he breaks out and has a huge, um, a big playoffs for us. Big playoffs. Yeah. That I mean, yeah. Nice like day. he's 28 points now. I don't know if that includes today's game. He's fourth overall in the league and scoring. Uh, in in the AHL and uh, as a rookie too, these all rookies, almost leagues league, very impressive. Very impressive, and yeah, I, I I don't think we should call him up until. No, I don't think so either. No, I don't think we should call him up. I think we should let him continue to percolate down there, continue to gain that oh. experience and gain that confidence. Good, good word, percolate. Yeah, professional gotta, podcaster here, guys. Yeah, <laughs> gotta 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 get those uh, gotta get that experience and confidence. Keep keep that going. Because um, mm-hmm. at think this so level, too. at this level, all you really need is confidence. Um, I mean, you you look at well, you 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 can see what confidence does for you. You look at that goal from uh, Sunny Milano and Trevor Zegers. I mean, you know, you you need some confidence to be able to, to pull <laughs> yeah, off play yes. like that. So <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And that's what these kids are all about nowadays, right? Um, yeah, that was a wild so, goal. Very good. Very, very wild. Um, yeah, pretty fun to watch that one. I'm just looking yeah. at Dustin Wolf's stats. 942 in the in the AHL right now. 
Woof. With today's that's, game. Yeah. 1.79 goals against. Yeah, that's that's wow. impressive. Very, very impressive. Um, so yeah, after the tonight's victory, the flames are off to Florida. Um, playing the Panthers hmm. without Sam Bennett, actually. He was just suspended today for three Oof. games. So what was it for? I don't think uh, I asked you when we were he, watching. But... Uh, there was a bad hit in front of the net. Um, he hit a guy in the head. With, I hit, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oops. <laughs> yeah, not great. Principal point of contact was like head and neck area. He like pushed through <laughs> him, but um, I mean, he I was, was looking down, too. Cedric. It was on Cedric Paquette. He was in. Okay. That game was ridiculous, to be honest with you. The other day, I mean, um, the. That was a 9 3 game? No, uh, it was the game yesterday where he scored two goals. Two goals last night, or yesterday, 5 2 against Montreal. Um, He was on my bench in my other league. If you're listening to this, Alex, you're welcome for benching William Nylander. And Sam Bennett last night that led directly to her winning my week. Um, otherwise, I would have blown you out of the water. Hmm. But fuck me. What can you do? Yeah, you're just bad, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but yeah, he uh, the, the Montreal Canadiens are dealing with a COVID outbreak, so they were only allowed they were only able to dress eleven forwards and seven defensemen yesterday. Oh boy! Um, no, sorry, eleven forwards and um, five defensemen. So, which teams are left? Like, I feel like every team is getting pretty close to going, gone through this already. I don't know. Uh, we almost at herd immunity point for yeah. the NHL. <laughs> well, th- that's what Daly was saying too. Um, you know, he said that uh, you know once everybody has COVID, then they likely won't get it for the rest of the year, right? You, um, yeah, or they won't have a huge outbreak. You might have a, a breakthrough repeat case, but that would be, yeah. Yeah, so that's why they're not overly concerned about all these postponements because, like you said, they had the three-week break in February or however long it was for the Olympics. Um, oh, yeah, you can planned in there. So squeeze can, a lot of games in the, that three weeks. Yeah, yeah. So they're not overly concerned about that. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how everything shakes out. Uh in, in terms of that, but yeah, so Ben has been suspended for the next three games. Um, so he won't get the opportunity to face Calgary for the first time since being traded. Um, but we'll be playing the Panthers, the Tampa Bay lightning, and then Carolina, um, on the fourth, sixth and seventh, which is fucking ridiculous. Why are they making us play a back to back in Tampa and Carolina instead of Florida and Tampa? It's just like, what are you doing? This, this schedule. <laughs> yeah. Doing the flames, honestly, no favors. Like, it, no, it's been doing us dirty. Doing us dirty. I think, I think there's three weeks. I think the reason why they've looked so good these last two games because they're actually rested. I think yeah. we were starting to see like fatigue. Like, and like, absolutely. Maybe backs up. I mentioned this in the previous episode, but like, they could just be tired. Like, you know, play was starting to decline, but I was like, man, these. They're playing a ton of hockey and um, that rest. Kind of hockey practice. on the road too. Yes, a ton like, on the road. Yeah, like I'm just like it can't be good. Like you can't maintain a level. They're human beings. Yeah, <laughs> I can barely get out of bed after playing like barely moving for barely. Like I can't. I know they're professional athletes, but there's a limit to what your body can do. You know, there's uh, there's a limit. So even pro pros get tired. So um, yeah. definitely definitely tough schedule. Um, and yeah, another one. Hopefully, they can come away with some some wins there. But those are all really good teams. Tampa, Florida, very, and very the good Hurricanes. Teams. Yeah, we, we'd be lucky. I think we're lucky to get be lucky to get two wins. I think. Yeah, so yeah. Out of those three, yeah, I think so. That's a stretch target. Two wins. Well, you look at uh, you look at the records. We get, hopefully, we get one. <laughs> yeah, you look at the records. Oh no, we'll get one for sure. <clears throat> you think uh, so? I hope uh, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you look at the records. Florida's twenty-one seven and four. Tampa's twenty-one eight and five. Though they're they're struggling right now. They're yeah, a little they're, bit. Two games. They're having a bit of a tough time. Um, and Carolina's twenty-three seven and one. So, Oof. yeah, all over the twenty mark, twenty win mark. Um, it's going to be a stiff test for the Flames. I think we can come uh, come out on top because of our outbreak. Actually, we have five games on hand 
um, against the Anaheim Ducks and Vegas Golden Knights, who are at the top of the league of the division with 45 yeah. points. Um, we've got five oh, games in hand, and we're only five points behind. So I think, yeah, you look at the winning percentages; we're still tops in the division. I think. Yeah, uh, Edmonton's now two games ahead of us. They're at 32 games played, 38 points. They're in a bit of a rut, which I am all for seeing, uh, which is great. Five on five play catches up with you, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. And they were not playing good five on five. I think. No, um, uh, they've they've. They they're still getting points. They lost their last two games in overtime. For sure. Um, but uh, yeah, two six I, I and do, two in their last ten. Yeah, I, I do enjoy watching them lose. <laughs> yes, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yes. Uh, but you're a resident. You should love the Oilers. Oh, dude! The other day uh, when they were playing the the New Jersey Devils, I live in an apartment building, so um, I think uh, they, I think Kyler Yamamoto scored to make it like five to four or something. Um, the fifth goal was scored like very shortly after the fourth to tie it. Oh. Um, so my door was closed. Like obviously like it was closed, locked. Yeah. And I heard this huge celebration going on down. The, <laughs> down the like, I had no idea what was going on down the hall. Yeah. I was like, what's going on? Maybe like something's going on. Maybe they want a big bet or something. I don't know. And then I look on the score and it's, Oh, the, the Oilers are playing right now. So I'm like, okay, so I'll, I'll tune in, I suppose. Um, and then I watched them lose and I was, I was very happy about that. <laughs> Probably didn't hear any cheers. <laughs> no, no, there was no cheering. I thought about yeah. opening my door and going, woo. Oh shit. Uh, neighbor wars. I didn't, didn't want to, yeah, I didn't, didn't want to break in. Yeah. So that was a good neighbor. It was a good neighbor. <clears throat> good for you. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty noble of me. I'd say. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So we'll see when the Flames are back home. I mean, the, the NHL has uh, postponed all games going on in Canada, apparently, because um, Canada has restricted attendance um, for all our games. So they mm. want, they would rather us postpone all games in Canada than uh, until to a time when we're allowed fans in the stands. Uh, so they can make their money, of course, because it's oh, for always, sure. ah, always it's the name of the game, money. right? Yeah. So oh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm the crowd's blowing up here. So uh, yeah, well, it's maybe, blowing maybe. up in the states too. Like yeah, well, they <laughs> it's, don't care. It's blowing up everywhere. Yeah, they don't care. States don't care. Yeah. So we'll see how everything shakes out, but uh, at least we have three games. Um, hopefully, the boys continue to stay safe. I mean, they're going down to Florida, which is a pretty big hotspot, I would say. Um, you but, think with the whole team just getting it, they're fine. Their yeah, immunity yeah. should be pretty good. It's, it's, it's uh, probably good. Probably that's good. the hope. Yeah, that's the hope. So, uh, yeah, big win, big wins for for the Flames, and uh, hopefully you're still around, all you listeners out there. Um, thank you for tuning in. Uh, and if you can continue to share, that'd be great. I mean. Follow us on Twitter at Blasty's Corner. Uh, listen to our podcast episodes, please. You can find us on all the podcast directories. We're out there. Uh, feel free to send us questions, concerns. Um, otherwise, stay safe out there, everybody. Um, get your booster shots. And, uh, yeah, we'll catch you on Thursday. Chris, you got anything else to say, buddy? No. Everyone stay safe. Everybody stay safe, and we'll catch you guys soon. Grant Chung, and Chris signing off. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.